Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 76. WP Tonic is all about working with developers and programmers, but the real art is in what Heather does, and that's putting together that whole team and understanding that platform to make your business run. So this is a very good show, and uh, Heather is just a great example to follow from the design and look of her websites to how she's running her business. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode with Heather Havenwood. And uh, Jonathan Denwood is the primary producer of WP Tonic. I am the co-host and also the engineer. So you'll be listening mostly to Jonathan and Heather. So enjoy the show and blabbed on enough. The title of today's show is WordPress from a Highly Successful Online Business Owner's Perspective with special guest Heather Ann Heavenwood. Heather's come to us from Texas. Hey, Heather. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. I have my gun right here. Good. Good for you. (laughs) Open carry, right? Open carry, man. Happened January 1st here in Texas. Open carry. 45th state. Yes. You should come on and talk to Dr. Nicholas Hernandez on Sunday. I would love to talk about open carry. I mean, I just, I'm very pro Uh, Second Amendment. I'd love to have you on the show because um, let, let's get on the show. This is about WordPress. Okay. This isn't about good things like open carry and politics. Where's the music, Bill? Uh, we weren't going to put it in. Uh, we're gonna, oh. I do post-production now. I've been doing it post-production for about I, a week. I, I love the music, Bill. I can still do that. But I want the music. gets me in the mood. Let's pretend there's music out there. So All right. Let's get back to that's it. That's the music. Drive on. That's making me feel seasick, actually. Thanks. It's great to have you, Heather. A couple of quick questions. So... When did you start using WordPress, Heather? It's a really interesting question. I was, about to, I was writing some things down. So when I first got started at online marketing, I was definitely using you know HTML. And what he, here's the thing that uh, got me with HTML is that I then begin to have to constantly outsource stuff because it was FTP and HTML and the code and this and it was to me it became this hassle and I was what I call not in control of my business. So actually only, even though I've been online with this current business is 2007, eight, um, only in the last year have I like taken control of my business. Everything's WordPress. Everything has like security. Like there is some structure to it because honestly, what happened is I was at a point where I felt like I was blind. And if you're in a business where you can't like look inside your business, it's not good. So I actually started um, making sure that any developer came to me and said, well, we should do HTML. I'm like, no, no, we're doing it in WordPress. We're doing these certain different themes. You got to work with that. So uh, really heavily controlling it in the last year, year and a half. I love WordPress. Oh, great. So didn't, did you not look at any other kind of content management systems? Um, it was a few were given to me like genius, but that's really still inside of WordPress. Not really. I mean, really, you know, it, it was, it was WordPress because every person I talked to that had a very successful business in online marketing, they're like, you got to use WordPress. This is the way to go. And I, I'm more interested in having WordPress themes than things where I'm not a big proponent of lead pages. I'm sorry, because it's that ongoing monthly fee forever. And I, I've learned that once you create a funnel once online, I have funnels out there that I created four or five years ago that may or may not be making money, but they're still out there. Why would I be paying an average? It's like rent. It's like rent. It's like, why do I pay you every single month? I pay one time to get over with. Rent, rent. <laughs> Did you want to say something? No, I said, I like that. I have a friend right now. I talked to you. In fact, the guy who invited me to speak. 
he is a big proponent. He said almost exactly what you said, or use that practice. He's got uh, pages up that have been up for years, and some of them go to A. Weber in different places, but he collects three or four names a day. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Thri- I think Thrive Themes is you know where I go into and my final and Optimize Press. Those are the two kind of go-to things I go to nowadays on WordPress. Yeah, Thrive Field, um, Shane, we interviewed him. He's a really sharp um, CEO, great guy. Um, a Swiss, actually, but he lives in Bulgaria, actually. Oh, nice. Yes, he's um, he's gone to the dark side. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, um, so, what's your th- so you go into the back of the websites and you update and how's how's that experience been like? Did you find it easy to learn or um, what's some of the positives and have there been any kind of negatives that you like to point out? Yeah. So I, the first thing I would say is about a year and a half ago, like I said, when I started taking control of everything and, and moving to WordPress and the consistency and here, here's a few things I learned. I want to kind of point this out is that um, I'm here in Austin, Texas, and there's a uh, company here. You've heard of it, probably digital marketer, Ryan Dice and Perry Belcher. And someone said to me, cause they literally are down the street from me. I, I kind of point cause they're actually about a mile from my house is they said, well, they, they're consistent. They have like a consistent thing that they always do. They have, they have a, con- they have like literally like a, when they build a site and they have a lot of sites, they have certain themes that they use. It's over and over again. It's a, you create a pie. You know what I mean? You're creating the pie over and over and over. And I'm like, wow, I'm not doing that in my business. I'm making a, a brand new thing over and over again, like a brand new builder. And it's ridiculous. And if you're going to have a systematic business and you want to put up a, put up a site and get going or, or a funnel right away, which is what this business is about. The more funnels you create, the more leads you create, the more money you make. Um, I'm not going to be able to do that when I'm constantly having to deal with some guy in, in actually Bulgaria and Romania that doesn't get back to me, won't speak my language, gets all angry when I tell him I want WordPress and tells me I'm, I'm stupid. And I, you know, I'm like, you know what? You're fired. It found out that that guy, now just not blaming all, all people in Bulgaria, but he had the whole time controlled my site such that he had created a back door and it was hacked. So it's an interesting perspective is that when you start to control your business, then you start to control your money. Um, I do really think that a lot of business owners go, a lot of business owners, I think it's really bad uh, education where they go, well, you just have the idea and then you just hire everyone else. It's like, no, you know, I think of a, an old analogy. I think it was the gentleman who, and I'm going blank, but he was the CEO. Iacocca, he's CEO of Ford. And what he did was at one point, he literally went into where the mechanics are, where they're creating the cars. If you don't understand the business and what's really happening, you're not going to be able to control it and not going to be able to understand it. I, I think you made a fantastic point there, actually. Um, so now it's easy because yeah. there was a learning curve for me, yeah. you know, but I think WordPress is brilliant, but you also have to make sure you can s- secure it. I mean, you're, you're amazing at that, but little things like someone finally told me after years of being online, Hey, don't make your admin username admin. Yeah. The, the, you know, I, little I, stuff. Yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of people that say don't. Um, I think having a really, really strong password and having a password manager yeah. A, like Bill uses LastPass and I use one password. I think having a really quality password manager and changing that admin password every quarter, especially if it's a site that's really important to you, is a good idea actually. Um, and 
um, not using the same password for every website. Well, I changed the username. I don't use admin. It's really a long, crazy username as well, because as you know, there's dialers, you know, it's kind of like, I call them dialers, like admin, they just kind of dial a different password. But podcasts, podcasters home is asking what CRM I use. That's That's a great question. Oh, that's you. (laughs) Hi, Bill. Um, (laughs) What CRM you use? And and that's a great question. I actually am a huge component of a Weber. Actually, I'm a, I love a Weber, um, but I'm also moving into my own server. That's a whole other world that I'm kind of moving yeah. into. Is well, actually, Heather, that, that's, it's a great service, but it's more e- um, email marketing. I think what's Bill's, are, are you using a Pacific customer relations system? Um, a bit like, you know, there's a number of them. You know, the biggest is salesforce.com, and then there's, um, there's a it's number of soft. Well, yeah, that's- I have Infusionsoft. I do, but I mean, honestly, there with the kind of email marketing that I'm using, I use a, a Pro Tools along with a Weber, so you get the relationship advice. You, I mean, you get the relationship side. We'll be able to they click here, they get into new lists and stuff like that. I do think that they still you still get that with a Weber. Now, there the CRM quote unquote part of Infusionsoft where you have mm-hmm. like tags and you can actually say, well, this customer you're talking to, I, I do have it, but honestly. Um, it's, I think it's a little too complicated for what you're really trying to do. It's good old fashioned. I'm in sales 101 back in the day. And I think it's a good old fashioned CRM. There's a free one, I think by, uh, Zoho. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like simple. I don't think you need complicated on CRM. Salesforce no, is ridiculous. I think uh, it's ridiculous. Well, it is. Yeah. I can't stand the thing really, but I can't stand Salesforce. I really um, can't. <laughs> so I think you made a good point and I, I want to, broaden that out a little bit you said i think there's a middle road here and i think you pointed out something really interesting you said you know you had this developer he developed everything yeah and you just didn't have the managerial control that was necessary to to really manage your business and drive it forward so where's that balance heather where have you found that balance because obviously I get the feeling you like your tech, but on the other hand, I don't think you've got any ambitions of becoming a, a professional developer. No. And you need to spend your time where you get the biggest return. Yes. But on the other hand, you need to know enough so you can supervise and control your business, which requires technology. So where have you got any tips or advice where – you you have found the middle ground. Where, where, when yeah. do you make that judgment that you don't need to know anymore? Or, or is it just a gut instinct and you just go by your gut, really? That's a great question. And actually, you know, I'm not a techie. I'm not a web designer. I'm not a developer. I'm really a marketer. So this is a good, good perspective. And so when I started kind of what I call, what I mean by control is just understand it. I'd be able to walk in. What I mean by walk in is walk into the actual room and see what's going on. And I look at, I look at um, the internet marketing as like uh, the real estate market, okay, where you're a builder, okay, you're either a builder or you're a realtor, you know what I mean? I consider myself more a realtor where I'm selling the houses, I'm I'm showing the houses, I don't know how to build a room, you know what I mean? So I'll hire that, but I have the key to go in and to say, okay, that window's all messed up, I can fix that. You know what I mean? There's there's a level of being able to go in. Oh, I can fix that. I can change that word. I can change the link. There was a point in in my business where, if I wanted to change a link on a site, I'm just or a word, 
I had to literally pay somebody to go do it. That's, re- that's insane. You know what I mean? So um, that's where you can be able to, what I call open the door, log in, figure out what's kind of going on, make sure that things are happening. It's clean. The house is clean. Things are working and be able to manage that perspective. I think that's a key piece. And with business today, you have to be able to do that in real time. I can't tell you how many times one of the, the best things I use is um, Upwork, no, not Upwork, Uptime, where tells me if I sites down for more than actually I think it's a minute. It texts me, it emails me. And there were times I didn't even know about that app. And there were times my site was down for a week or two. You know, my developer wasn't watching. So uh, now I'm in control. I get a text message. Hey, your site's down. Something's going on. Well, at least I can get in there and figure what's happening or call somebody and make things happen versus just constantly be blind. And I think WordPress and little tools like that, especially as a business owner, you need to have. Right. So um, what's been your experience in the road? I call it the road of experience knowledge. That's how I call it, the road to experience knowledge. Um, How has that road been in hiring developers, designers to build your properties? And what have you learned from that experience, Heather? A few things. um, Number one is when you're develop, you're hiring, just like a builder, right? Okay. If I'm the architect, I kind of have a visualization of the architecture of what I want. Okay. So um, when I hire a builder or a developer or a designer, I want to make sure that they give me what I want, not what they always think. Now I want to get their input, but you have to be willing to go to them and go, this is what I want. And what was I, what was I doing was going to them going, what do you think? What do you think? I, I don't know. Versus being able to be the one going, hey, no, this is what I want. This is what I want you to develop. And this is the price point. Um, and I've gotten, you know, definitely screwed over many times by developers and people saying, no, this is what you need to do. And I'm, you know, you need to do this or I'm not going to do this project. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, all right. I, now I'll be like, see ya. You're done. So I, I nowadays I'm like, this is what I want, you know, and I want your input. But it's my business. So that's a key piece. I also think that when a when a developer starts telling you and getting angry that you're questioning something, like, hey, explain this to me. What does this mean? Not questioning his work, but like, hey, what did you do here? Why did you do that? Explain that. When he starts getting angry or he or she gets angry, it's the wrong person. You know, it's the wrong person. You They need to be able to explain to you this is what I was doing and understand why. And is that cool or whatever? That's, that's great. That's great. Heather. So I think we're going to go to a break and then come back. Oh, to okay. Area. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll go to the break with that nice, happy, angry developer story. I like it. Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to WP-Tonic.com. Well, we're coming off a break, and we want to know, how does a listener get a hold of Heather? And uh, Heather, tell us your commercial. Come back off our break. Just want to announce that Heather has won the first annual Best Media page for WP Tonic. Actually, it's a great page. We did it. And also, you can go back if you want to hear Heather's timeline. Heather was on Timelines of Success, and I'll pull up that episode. I did put the link in here. 
I think it's like 149, episode 149. So anyway, Heather, that is a beautiful, beautiful site. Thank you. And uh, later on in the show, after Jonathan uh, talks to you, I want to talk a little bit about your theme. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, you talked about, you know, your experience and you learned that you've got to direct the um, building and the actual design. Where have you found your developers and designers? And on reflection, has some of those choices where you found those been partly due to some of your dis- badder experiences or I'm just asking on your reflection of, based on your experience because I, I think you've got a number you're highly successful on the internet because you actually make decent money don't you ever um, but also you've got a number of properties so you actually got some considerable experience of this so that's why we thought you would be an excellent guest for this kind of perspective well, thank you for that. I, the you, the question you had is, where do I find my developers? Actually, I really learned a long time ago that there's designers and developers, and they're very different. Yeah. Um, I always start with the designer first, and I start really slow with them on the colors. If you look at my sites, heatherhavenwood.com, sexybossinc.com, it's two others that I manage, skinnybeam.com, e2lab.com. The colors and the color scheme and the branding I take time with. And so about a two year and a half ago, I worked with, I had the opportunity to work with some amazing, amazing people that did my sites and they we spent time, we spent like two weeks just going on colors. Like for instance, with heatherhavenwood.com, the site before that, you can go in on, you know, I forgot the URL, you can go into the web and find my old sites. It, it was it was a little too girly, if you know what I mean. Like the color scheme, I just didn't like it. This color, the black and the orange, it's uh, what I call neutral. It's male and female. I spent time thinking about it. Go to Sexy Boss Inc. The pink is not pinky. There's a different, there's a flavor to the pink. It's more of a raspberry. It's more female, but because it's a different base. And I think that I work with the developer and take the time that when someone goes to a site, there's a feeling that they get. Either they're there, that they're the right place or they're not. I think that's a key piece. People don't think about their colors. They just go, oh, blue and white. You know, and so every single site that I have, like the E2 Lab, there's a, it's a gold and a gray. Uh, Skinny Beam is a raspberry and a gray because I want to project and attract a certain clientele with each of those. Then once we des- design on the color scheme and the logo, because uh, I, I kind of draw it off of that and make sure the target market's correct, then I work with them on uh, what I call the development of the brand. Then what happens is I usually, I'm the one on the back end. Once they give me what I call the structure, the architecture and the, the pretty part, I'm the one that writes the copy. I'm the one that starts what I call developing the site out. I do all the email marketing, the copywriting, because I'm the copywriter. There's two kind of joint questions here. In my experience, when I do take on clients and we're actually building a site as a team, I've got a team that works for me that on retainers um we find even if we are writing the content we you're looking at a free a free month project exercise from beginning to live website and that's a normal uh, promotional website and that's with a client that's really committed to the process mm-hmm. so do you um 
are you surprised at that or do you think that's probably the norm you know that's with somebody like yourself who's got some reasonable experience and know yeah. what they want and expectations it actually can go longer with an inexperienced client what what was your what was your reaction to that um you know, it's funny. It's taken me a long time to get to where I'm at, but honestly, there was a point in my life that I would, I did like, okay, I want to create this site and this is kind of target market. Okay. You guys go do it, you know, and, and then it wouldn't get done. I mean, a business owner, I have to, you have to manage the process and take step by step and develop out the concept because a, a good developer and a, a good um, designer, they don't know how to write copy. I mean, you know what I mean? They're like, okay, what you what we want this page to be? What do you want to say? I don't. What do you want? I can make it look pretty, but what you've got to tell them and see. I thought it when I first started in the business that if they know how to create a website, then they know how to create the design and the development and and the copy, right? No, 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 never, 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 never. So when I take on a project because I know my role, I'm a salesperson, I'm a copywriter. I can work with them. And I will tell them, like, for instance, right now, I actually need a project at my my boyfriend's chiropractic site. It's horrible. Okay, great example. Before we met, he he spent $3,000 and $200 a month, some stupid company out in California, and he has this site, and it's horrific. It's disgusting. And, of course, I've now, you know, called them and said, we're done, and I want my freaking site back. And I tell him all this stuff, and he's, you know, he's over there going, what are you saying? I'm like, look, all I'm doing is I'm getting your shit back. And, you know, now I have his shit back because they were controlling the domain. They were controlling everything. It wasn't WordPress. I couldn't log into crap. And I'm like, dude, these guys totally just took over your site. I think you just made this out adult. No, no, I'll edit it out. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'll edit it out. I got it. It's following the framework pretty well. The point is, is that, you know, he's a small business owner. In his world, he's like, I just need this site thing. You know, and uh, he threw out three thousand dollars or whatever it was, and and two hundred dollars a month, and it was just sitting there doing nothing. It wasn't doing anything. And I think so. To answer your point, someone uh, in small business who isn't a web person like us needs to hire someone like us just to manage the process between the copywriters, developers, and the no. uh, designer. There's the, 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 the well, I'm going to go for the original, but you also brought out another question. But let's go with the secondary original question. You know, you hire a designer and you must also hire a developer, but neither probably know a lot about search engine optimization yeah. um, and site structure, site navigation. Um, the yeah. fundamentals of SEO, they, they're probably neither of those two are going to be that knowledgeable and they probably really don't want to deal with it at, in their hearts anyway. So did you have to teach yourself these yeah. fundamentals and how important are they in you feel? Okay, so blog aid, you know the people that run the uh, Cairo site agency. Okay, well, this is particular one Cairo site agency. I don't know if that's a, that particular Cairo site agency. They do a lot of local businesses. So blog aid, I, you know, I apologize, upset you, but this particular person did take a lot of money from this person and didn't create a site that was worth anything. So that's just fact. Um, but back to your, what was your question? I'm sorry. I oh, right, sorry. Yeah, but it happens to all. That's why I don't look at the questions when I try sorry. To- because it, it happens to me here for I the first time. So um, 
what I was asking you that probably your designer and oh, also yeah. your developer will not be SEO knowledgeable and they really don't want to deal with it. But it's they really won't talk to each other about it. Either. It's really important. So did you teach yourself or do you bring in somebody to consult you a little bit? Because it is right, you know, having a, a site structure and having a navigation system that's really attractive to Google is really important, isn't it? If you want online success. Yeah. I don't consider myself an SEO expert at all. However, I'm, I'm a copywriter. So SEO is important because you want people to find you. Okay. So that's how I see it. SEO is like a copywriting, you know, for me, I had to take that on myself and had to understand it and learn it perspective. I think also uh, that's something that as a, a business owner that's running the site, managing the site has to understand that because if you put up one blog post or put up a new page, you got to make sure is this site, is this particular page being Googled or not? Is it private? Is it not? It, what are the SEO terms we're putting in? People have to think about that process. So uh, yes, that's something I had to take on personally. Um, I, I have not hired that out. Right. The other question, you know, I get the impression you've always gone the kind of independent freelancer route. Develop yeah. and have you been tempted to go down the agency route or have you contacted some local agencies and you've been a bit surprised by the price point quoted to you or have you never gone down that route um like i said i have two sites right now that i need developed out and i i just recently reached out to a few people um and i always find out that they're agencies or something like that i'd rather go direct I don't like the agency route because the agency route, the concept is that they're, I'm hiring a me, you know what I mean? I'm hiring a me and then they, they're managing the people and I'd rather just be the me and then I go direct. Right. I think for business owners though, that don't have that kind of time. I think agencies have a place and they're good. Yeah, sure. I think we're going to our next break, Heather, and then we come okay. back. If you don't already have a real estate agent you know, like, and trust, let Conrad Pacific help you find a certified residential specialist. And the service is free. So, if you're moving across country or just across town, call 775-233-8065 or visit us at conradpacific.com. Also, if you're selling or buying a home in the greater Reno-Tahoe area, I know the best CRS real estate broker. And that's Karen Conrad. You can find her contact information at karenconrad.com. Okay. Hi, my name is Heather Havenwood and I just went completely blank. So there you go. My name is Heather Havenwood and I'm the owner of heatherhavenwood.com and sexybossinc.com. And I help business owners figure out how they can increase their revenue by taking the information that they know and selling that to the world and increasing their revenue and their bottom line, basically increase sales. So that is what I do for a living, information marketing expert. And that's me, heatherhavenwood.com. Very good. Well, Jonathan, finish up the show in the next three to five minutes. Yeah, we're just going to cover a couple of quick things. Um, are you into plugins at all? And are there any that you really like, or is it not really your bag ever? It's not. It's not really my bag. I'm looking right now in the back end of my site, and I mean the things that I constantly am working with are things like they're kind of boring. I think um, Backup Buddy, you know, Thrive Leads, uh, Pretty Link. I love that. Uh, I use that actually a lot. And let's see, da, 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 Gravity, Gravity Forms. 
Private forms. I don't know what that Privacy. is. Oh, it's a, yeah, okay. A Facebook Pixel um, SEO. I use Yoast. Yeah. So maybe you can teach me something or two because I don't know what that was. Well, it's important for your SEO, but you must be doing a reasonable good job. Um, kind of, um, kind of broadening it out a bit because I, I try to keep it around um, WordPress. But how? What are some of the drivers to your properties? You're on. The, um, that you found successful in conversion. So what are some of the things that you've um, learned through your experience that really get traffic to your sites? Okay, so there's conversion, there's traffic, which uh, I think of two yeah, different things, yeah, right? Much. So uh, the first thing, traffic, it depends on the, on, the, um, on the business. So I'll give you an example of one that's not my heatherhaven.com, which is the skinnybeam.com and E2 lab. And this is something I went round and round with my boyfriend on because what we did is we used Groupon. And when he first used that, he's like, ah, this is great. You know, it's Groupon. Kind of a ne- There's a negative satire to that. And it's free traffic. I mean, we don't pay anything. You know what I mean? And they've been, they've been, they've been emailing and emailing and emailing. We're doing really well for them. They like us. We like them. Yeah. Do we make, you know, half the money or whatever the percentage is? But I have a, I have a re, a retargeting campaign. All right. I have a retargeting. I'm capturing all those leads. Every time they go to a page, I'm constantly asking them for their email. So not only have in the last, since uh, June, and sorry, July of 2015, we have now over 600 clients and another 300 opt-ins. That's only from six months of starting a business from scratch with no advertising because we're using Groupon to get people to the site. Now, not everyone's buying and that's okay. I'm okay with them. I just want them to get to the site. I just want them to click so that I can retarget them. You know, so I think that's a key piece. And then with the E2 lab, I actually use the information, the email marketing going back to E2 lab. So I kind of like a do a, do a dual thing. And all this has been zero media buying. I don't pay anything to Groupon for them to promote my stuff. Mm-hmm. Do they get half? Great. I don't care. It's an affiliate marketing. doesn't matter. You know, it's a lead for free. Hello. So um, I believe in huge affiliate marketing, email email marketing. That's, that's what I do. Podcasting, blabbing, you know, now is for me what I do for Sexy Boss and for Heather Havenwood. You know, I'm willing to put my time in for the media, you know, I'm willing to put my time in for the media. And I think that's a key piece. So when it comes to convert, you know, we just talked about, we just talked about traffic and we talked about grouping and some of the, you know, that seems to be um, a diamond in the rough. And actually, I, I haven't really looked at that, and I will do. Thanks for that, Heather. Um, so conversion. So, you know, that's a, another su- subject in its own. So anybody, and especially if they're going down the paid advertisement route, can get traffic. Um, but converting that traffic into something either getting in their email or getting them to actually buy is a total different cup of tea as i would say so to finish off um this really interesting discussion and which we're going to continue on youtube is have you got any tips around conversion yeah so marketing's like dating okay so what you put on your match.com profile and then you show up with a date and you're completely opposite no one's going to buy you Okay, so you got to be consistent with the media, whatever you see in the media and they click on the link, they got to have something that looks similar. All right. Not like a three and a 200 pound guy. And then he's 350 like, hello, you know, you, it's you, I'm out. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? You can't even finish the coffee conversation. That's an opt in. 
So at least when you're having a media, then one of the biggest issues people are so focused on, well, how am I going to get people into opt-in? I'm like, well, let's talk about the the media you did. Is it even consistent? Is it even like there are transition there? Or are you guys hopping people? You know, are you a beautiful, sexy blonde with big boobs? And then you're a brunette that's got a big, big butt and no boobs. I mean, you got to. I take that. I mean, you're laughing. I know because I think you love that. But that's what marketing is. You got to throw a consistency in the media and people get angry. Like, seriously, just take that example for just a second. I know we're running out of time. But if it was a match.com, blonde hair, big boobs, and then you show up and it's a brunette with small boobs and big butt, which, by the way, she probably is an amazing person, probably your soulmate. But the point is, you're not you're going to leave the conversation because you're like, she lied to me. Right. You're out. She could have been your soulmate. It doesn't matter. Like you, you had an expectation and it wasn't met. So in, uh, I think in media buying, the first part of the conversation, when you try to convert them, it's from the media to here to convert them over. You've got to meet their expectations consistently along the way. Peace. All right. Um, thank you so much, Eva. And thank you. <laughs> like I say with folks, we're going to continue this conversation on YouTube for a while. So um, if you want to hear more about Heather, go to our YouTube channel, WP Tonic on YouTube, and you'll be able to see a little bit more of Heather and our conversation. Um, I'd just like to say, Heather, it's been a really interesting discussion and a little bit a little bit more interested in some aspects than my normal conversations with WordPress developers and designers. But we thought we would get the perspective of a experience owner and you've been great. Thank you. Thank you.